Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple of Jesus is to read and reflect on Scripture daily. We created this podcast to guide you through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's Word as we grow together in listening to the Spirit. Whether you're on your commute, doing dishes, or just getting up in the morning, we're glad you tuned in. Good morning. Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. It's Thursday the 5th, and we are so happy you're back with us. David and I are um, ready to read 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 through 18. Um, if you haven't already done so, um, go ahead and read this passage on your own. So just pause this podcast and open up a Bible. Read 1 Thessalonians 4, verses 13 through 18, and then resume the podcast and pick back up in the conversation here. We'll read it out loud here and then we'll discuss it. So now that you've got your kind of notes in front of you and your own thoughts and reflections, let's go forward. And David, would you mind reading this passage for us? Sure. The coming of the Lord. Brothers, we do not want you to be ignorant about those who fall asleep or to grieve like the rest of men who have no hope. We believe that Jesus died and rose again. And so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. According to the Lord's own word, we tell you that we who are still alive, who are left till the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command and the voice of the archangel and the trumpet call of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage each other with these words. All right. Thank you, David. So as you read that, is there anything, any questions that rise up in your mind or any first impressions you get from this passage, David? Yeah, it, a couple of things came up. But one thing that came up that, that I think really for me, it really resonates if I allow myself to dwell in it. And I think running from that or not wanting to face that is, is, is really what keeps people, myself included, from really transforming and, and kind of getting it. And that is that we're going to die. <laughs> and we're, we're going to die. And we're all going to die. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's going to come. And, and if you really dwell on it, you know, sometimes you can, you know, be, you know, kind of fearful about it. You know, you don't want to think about it too much because when you really, when I've really dwelled in it, those moments that I've had in my lifetime, it was scary. It was, it was frightening. It was spiritually wrenching because in those moments where you really got, you know, who you've been and how you've treated people, what you've done wrong and, um, you know, really having to answer for that, you know, that that's a probably scary, scary, dark place. But this pat, this passage gives me, you know, that hope, which is believing in Jesus, believing that he came, you know, and died and rose, you know, that he, what I'm hearing from this is death comes and it's coming and and we can grieve and we can feel sorry and we can say prayers and thoughts and all the other things for when people die. But what I'm hearing with this is that you, there should almost be like 
a feeling of confidence and joy and possibility because, you know, God's saying the people that have died, that would die in him, are in heaven. And, and that's for me. And if you believe in Jesus and that he rose from the dead, then therefore you are going to die. However, there's good news. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's, <clears throat> I mean, these are things that you, do, you rarely think about unless you're like at a funeral, for example, where you're confronted with death just straight on. And for me, funerals are some of the most um, heaven meets earth moments I've ever had of confronting that fact. You just said that this is where this is going to be part of my story, that at some point, I don't know how or when, but at some point, my heart is going to stop beating. My brain's going to shut off. My body's going to go cold and I'm going to die. And I have no idea what that's going to experience is going to be like other than that it's kind of scary you know i remember as a kid thinking that about falling asleep at night like am i going to wake up what's going to happen on the other side of you know going to sleep you know i how do i wake myself back up once i get to sleep and there's the same kind of but much more magnified scale of death going wow this is everything else in the world is telling me that this is final and yet you've got little passages like this um and actually the whole testament of scripture with with jesus you know in his story of raising from the dead that go oh my gosh that there is that that death is a doorway into something far greater um that gives us hope um and he you know paul is saying we don't want you to be uninformed about those who have died that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope saying yes death is sad you are going to grieve but you're not going to grieve in the same way because um because you have hope for um, resurrection and um, what's happening. If I can do a, a little bit of teaching here, because I really care about this passage, what's happening in Thessalonian in Thess Thessalonica is that um, the believers are starting to grow restless because um, they thought that Jesus was going to come back before any of them died. And so now people are starting to die in their community and they're having this existential crisis. What's going to happen to the people who died before Jesus returned? We don't have the same perspective now because so many people have died in Christ before Jesus has returned. But at that point, can you imagine thinking that Jesus was going to come any day now and people start dying and you go, wait, what happens to those people? You know, um, they're starting to literally decompose. And we're afraid that when Jesus comes back, he's going to take us with him. And then the people that died in Christ, Christ before he came back are not going to be with us. We're going to get there first and they're going to be still, you know, God's going to have to do some extra work to get those bodies back resurrected. And in the meantime, we won't be able to see the people who died. And um, so that's one thing that little point of information about Thessalonica is that it's a pastoral concern. that They're really scared that, um, that it's not going to work out well for the people who have died before Jesus came back. The second thing is a misunderstanding of how we've messed this up. And this is why we have images of heaven being like clouds and, you know, cherubs floating in, in the sky and, you know, let's go up to a bright light. Um, is that uh, we have a passage like this that says we are going to be caught up. To, we'll be caught up in the clouds together with them to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. 
it makes it sound like what's going to happen is Jesus is going to come back halfway down from heaven and we're going to go up halfway from earth. We're all going to meet in the clouds and the rest of the world is just going to burn or decay or whatever. We don't care because we're just going to be hanging out in the clouds with Jesus because we're going to be like that with the Lord forever. Right? That's like misunderstanding that people have from a passage like this. But the really cool thing is that the word meet uh, is uh, this word apentesin, apentesin, which is a Greek word for a very particular kind of meeting. So when you were a little village out in the Roman Empire somewhere and you knew the emperor was coming to visit your village, you didn't just wait for the emperor to come into your village you sent out uh, an entourage, like a, an envoy out down the road to meet the emperor before he gets to your village. And then you would create this procession, like this parade coming all the way back to the town. And that was called an apentesin, which is a meeting that where you bring someone into your town. And so Paul is using this word to say, we are that entourage. The people of, you know, who follow Jesus, Jesus' you know, disciples who are left here on earth, when Jesus returns, we're not just going to wait for him to come to earth. We are going to be the ones who go up and welcome him back to earth, to like usher him in, who create a parade, like a procession, a holy procession back to reign on earth as he restores the world. So it's a totally different um, end game for us as Christians to realize the world that we're part of now matters and it matters to God. God wants to recreate the world and, and he's going to do all kinds of, it means not going to look the same, but earth is going to be renewed. And so um, that's a, that's a different goal end goal than we're going to be floating up in the clouds someday with Jesus. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, a lot. Matter of fact, it's it's interesting you say that because it kind of made me kind of dwell in just how little, well, really the mystery of all this lies in the, we don't know what we don't know, like you just talked about meeting, you know. There's the words, and then there is, for me, it's more the beauty where before I wanted to have everything figured out. I wanted, if I didn't know it and I thought it was important, I went out there and sought that. And then I could say, I could add that to my bucket of, Hey, I know that I know yeah. what I know. Right. Mm -hmm. And, but when you try to go to what you don't know in this and look at it as I want to know, really know, mm -hmm. um, I think, you know, for me, you kind of, kind of cheat yourself because the mystery of all of that is, uh, it's something to 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 be joyous about, but it's also something now, like you said, the procession now is is to fear that hmm. because you know when it happens, and I used to think for sure it was going to happen on my watch because that's how egocentric I was growing up happen <laughs> on my watch but um but I've learned that you know he's going to come when he comes and but between now and then this is the life he's given me and blessed me with however many years I have on this planet. And, you know, but it's going to end. So I best to get ready, yeah. you know, one way or the other, whether it's coming in my lifetime or not, you know, yeah, I'm going to be meeting him, praying and hoping and being 
that I'll meet him someday. Yeah, I like that. You just said, I want to be ready. I think that's a great way to interpret this passage and to like um, put this passage to practice in our lives is to go, I want to live ready. You know, whether Jesus comes now or whether he comes after I die, I want to be someone who is watchful and ready for Jesus to come back because it's my job to go up and greet him and to bring him back down to earth, you know, to, to um, usher him in. And I want to do that with my life now, you know, like we don't have today. to wait until Jesus returns to begin ushering him back, you know, like today yeah. I could feel so for me, it's a small way, but I'm ushering it. I ushered him into my home, my life, my heart first thing in the morning. Then yeah. I kind of shut the door again and go about my business sometimes. And, uh-huh. but he's always right there, you know? So, uh-huh. um, so yeah, I, I, I realized, you know, you gotta be ready and mm-hmm. I know I'm not ready. Mm-hmm. I know I'm not ready. Yep. So um, thanks, David. We're going to, we're going to um, kick out of this one and meet back up tomorrow. Um, because tomorrow we're going to be reading Matthew 25 verses one through 13. Um, until then, everyone go in peace and remember that our job is to uh, is not to necessarily bring Jesus back or to um, make this all happen sooner than it ought to, but to be patiently ushering Jesus back. So how can we live ready today? How can we be smoothing the pathway? How can we be, like David just said, ushering him into our own lives um, in the meantime, so that whenever he does come, whether it's in, in our life on earth or whether it's after we've gone, we are ready and we've done our job. Um, so with that, go in peace. Talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read, please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Let me send you on your way with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace.